I mean, seriously, dude, who wouldn't sleep with David Bowie? Oh, I would. I'd gain his now? powers. Mm. Probably not. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm considering it. <laughs> I mean, just to say that you have. You know, <laughs> yeah, just to say I have, and I feel like there's a bit of Bowie magic still in there that you could oh. just suck up. Just, <laughs> just imagine, like, a are, little, you in, like are you in there, Bowie? Is this good yeah. for you, Bowie? <laughs> uh, brings a, a like, we could that's where we could bring in my ASMR soundbite right there. <laughs> okay. Little dusk mushroom cloud, just all right. oh. <laughs> that's all, right. all rainbow <clears throat> all over my face, anyway. Let's get on. The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the drink, shall we? Explode the sunlight here, gentlemen. You explode the universe. They're coming for you, Barbara. You mean the kind from up there? Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen because the electrode ray is off. Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly. Then your party will really begin. Didn't have anything for breakfast but two raw eggs and a mug of honey. I'm I'm just gonna tell you guys I'm so excited about today's episode that um, I have not one but two highly sugary soft drinks wow, ready to go. Wow, that's to keep my energy up while we talk about uh, the end of the year. Um, which feels like the end of the world. It's been a very long year. <laughs> Man, you really know how to like bring in the new year. Two massive sugary drinks. You are going to be bouncing off yep. the wall like a crazy mofo. The question is, which one of them has vodka in it? I don't know. That's half the oh, fun. It's called the, the lucky mixy? dip. Can you do the mix them up thing? Like just sort of like spin them around just, a little yeah. bit. Like the shell game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it works with yep. two though. I don't know if two work. <laughs> Be like John and just skip the actual um, mixer. He's just got the bottle. The bottle's sitting there. Is that another bottle behind you, John? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Why bother with mixers? Can you believe people put mixers in their drinks? What's up with that? Weirdos. <laughs> Those fools. It doesn't make sense, does it? Like you take it. It's like it's like peanut butter and brittle. Like why would you have some sort of nut with your your chocolate? Hey, it's the end of the year. That it is. And what a year it has been. Yes. Uh, you, you guys feeling self-reflective? Do you, do, you, do you guys jump into these New Year's resolutions? or I try to see it as like a, a metaphor for being reborn into something new that lasts for about 30 minutes. And then um, <laughs> I realize how hungover I am and that nothing has changed. <laughs> oh, that's both like sad and that's hilarious and, and depressing at the same time. That's yeah. that's. That's the fine line that John treads. Is this an intervention? Do, do we need an intervention right now? In the new year. Look, oh, that's we need a resolution. all sorts of interventions. That's a resolution. Where, where do we start? way too much BoJack Horseman. That's all it is. I think I'm oh, just- I've that'll got, do it to That's you. a bad influence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I'm definitely losing that 10 kilos I've been promising myself I'd lose for the last 10 years. So I'm definitely, this year, I think it's the one. If you're anything like me, Lachlan, that 10 kilos has been like- added up interest every year that I said that I'd lose it. Yeah. So now it's turned into about 25 kilos. Yeah. And I think like, and I think 25 kilos is correct because I think it's roughly five kilos a kid. So. Oh, okay. That's so I'm that's gonna, the, oh, that's put the, it down to. the formula there. Okay. All right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Wow. Look at you, man. That's a great insight. I'm, I'm using that, man. I like a good dad bod though. I, I, that kind of turns me on. Because there's a guy that he works hard for his family, you know, puts himself second. I'd like to agree with you. 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. John, my dad bod has turned into something that like John Candy would be proud of. So uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to let go of it. I don't know if I'm I'm a big believer in like New Year's resolutions, but I I do like do like your whole Zen thing that you were saying before, John, about being a, a time of rebirth and a time of being mm. reborn. It sounds very wise. And at the same time, like you can forget it within the 12 hours after New Year. So I think that's the way I'll go with it as well. Um, we've, we've come together for a very sacred uh, moment here, gentlemen. It's a time of reflection, not on our, just ourselves, but on the movie landscape, yeah. if you will, of 2019. An opportunity to judge quite vocally of, of what has been and what is to come. Because that's what I love about New Year's. You've, you can look back at the mistakes and the triumphs and then silently judge the future and be quite, I don't know, what, I don't know what the right word is. Reflective. Um, optimistic, You're reflective. Critical? Uh, pessimistic? I don't know. Forward thinking? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. If I could sum up this year in movies, it would be very simple. It would be repetition. Because, uh, I mean, part of the reason that the idea of the, this podcast came to us is because everything is being remade. Everything is being rebooted. Everything is episode 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, on from the original story. It's hard to um, to focus on those those new stories that came out this year. To be honest, I, like if you guys don't mind, I would like to start by discussing my favorite film of the year. Um which is kind of part of the problem. <laughs> and that is, uh, I, I, I mean, you can't talk about 2019 without talking about Avengers Endgame. Woo! Mm, um, yeah. yeah. No. Big one. The big one. Do yeah. you guys know how much money it's made, like, gross? I know it just surpassed, it surpassed um, Avatar, Avatar's records. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's a, oh, yeah. Have you got the figure in front of you? Um, we open opening weekend. It made three hundred and fifty-seven million, so it immediately just made its money back. Uh, it made gross eight hundred and fifty-eight million in the US, and cumulative worldwide gross was two point seven nine billion dollars. I'm not surprised. That greedy, greedy mouse. Seriously, oh. I could just see him sitting there going. <laughs> You know he's a cartoon, John. You know he's a cartoon. Let's let's not sell that. Let's let's not downplay that. That is like I, d- I don't even think we have like a budget surplus in Australia of two point seven nine billion dollars. Like that's 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 insane money. Like where is that money going? Oh, I know where. This is what I mean. Is Avengers Endgame is the end story of what ten years worth of Marvel films, and those Marvel films would have easily made up to about $50 billion. Like, yeah. it's mm. insane. Mm. And it's uh, it's worth about 2% Bill Gates. If you, you know, it's it's not a whole Bill Gates. It's only worth about 2% of a Bill Gates. 2% of a as Bill Gates. As a fun fact, I don't know. He's wow. worth about 100 He's worth about 100 billion. Wow. So we're talking maybe like Bill Gates, like pinky finger. Is, is anybody else thinking of chopping up Bill Gates into bits and pieces? A little bit, yeah. Um, and I don't think Bill's the richest man anymore. No, he, he, he just became the world's richest man again because Jeff Bezos um, had a divorce. Uh, Jeff Bezos is the uh, 
owner of Amazon, and uh, she got half. <laughs> and rightfully so, because she's been with him since he was, like, poor. So, good on her. Yeah. And she's she's a big charity lady too, so I'm 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 giving a shout out. That makes me feel really she's, good. She's a good lady. He sh- he should go back to his clock mountain. His Sorry. clock mountain. Does he have yeah. a clock mountain? Yeah, he's like an he is a James Bond villain. He has got a big clock in a mountain somewhere out in the <laughs> desert that's never going to shut off. So <laughs> we're going all over the place with this. Wow, <laughs> I I I'm yeah. That's 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 blowing me away. But um, no. the reason that I put Avengers Endgame as my favorite movie um. And and I feel and and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Jump in with your own opinions. But as of as an individual movie, it's not that good as an individual movie. But as a cumulative final chapter, it is incredible. Like it, you, it's not a movie that you would just go and see and be like, "Well, I've never heard of Marvel before. What's this?" <laughs> yeah. But if if you've been following on since two thousand and seven, I think it is two thousand and seven. Yep. Iron when Man two thousand and seven. It paid off all of the characters, as far as I'm concerned. And at three hours long, I expected to feel bored at some stage in the movie. And I, I mean, I've seen it. I, I've seen it three times now. Um, and each time I, there's no point where I'm like, oh, it's safe to have a toilet break, but there is a larger conversation to be had about Avengers Endgame in that sense, because, uh, a lot of critics or a lot of people would, would tell you that it spells the, the death of, of cinema, uh, because you know, it takes away from the artistic, uh, credibility of other films and all this sort of stuff. I mean, everybody's heard Martin Scorsese say that he's never watched one and he never will because it's not real cinema. It's not real film. Um, where do you guys fall on? Uh, that? Look, I'm going to be. A, I'm, the thing yeah. is, is I'm not a huge fan of the original source material, and for every now and then, you kind of have a group of films that kind of I feel define a generation. Um, you kind of have like a Star Wars, I guess, Lord of the Rings to an extent, and I feel now it's sort of is Marvel. Like you will go, everyone will go yeah. see it. Everyone will go see it, regardless whether you're a fan or not of the original source material. Like it yeah. doesn't matter. But it's an event. It's an event, but I do feel there's a little bit of oversaturation now. Yeah, you know, they kind of starting to feel like they roll into each other and that's kind of where I'm like, oh, maybe it's overstated, it's welcome. I, I think though that, um, and somebody rightly said this, that superhero films are the new Westerns. They're the Westerns of this generation. I yeah. think looking at the Marvel lineup from this point forward, from phase five onwards, what they're doing is very clever because they're going now the more supernatural, sort of low-key spy thrillers, horrors, you know, um, uh, period pieces. They're actually reinventing themselves while still telling the same continuous story. So it's like Avengers Endgame was that last, like it was the last stand in the Westerns. Like it was the Westerns last stand, every Western star coming together, boom, there you go. And then they're like, all right, well, now yep. we're going we're to go a different tack. So this is going to be my last point and – then after this, I, I will move remove myself from this conversation. But this is the one thing I think um, kind of epitomizes it for me is that uh, these movies in particular have kind of made special effects. Everyone feel numb to them. I don't go watch these now and go, oh, wow. Like they are amazing CGI effects now. They do amazing work. But I don't sit there anymore and go, wow, these visual effects are really good. That's a great reflection on the visual effects artists. But I'm just saying you can't rely on that now to get bums on seats. Like you need, I feel now there needs to be a really good resurgence of character-driven stories because those special effects just don't seem to sell it for me anymore. Like you watch downtown New York get blown up and you're like, eh, seen that a million times and it looks great already. Like I don't know how where you go from there on that front. 
But that's what that's what that's why Endgame was so good is because it was a character driven piece. Like the ending of Endgame, and if this isn't a spoiler, because if you haven't seen it already, then what are you doing? But You're insane. It, like it, it is not. It's not an effects driven piece. Like the the end of it is not like this great big landscape or anything. It's a very personal moment between two characters. I know there's effects in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. Man. Yeah. There's. I, I'm amazed at how many effects there were in, in Avengers Endgame from watching the um the feature. Uh, yeah. But, um, One last thing. Sorry. Uh, can, can we just address how badass that last line was uh, from Robert Downey Jr. Like, what a great way to go full circle on your character. Yeah. Like that was just. <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps. I had the goose pimples. Lachlan, what's what was your favorite movie of 2019? I'm I'm interested. Well, I'm going to continue with the Avengers <laughs> Endgame talk <laughs> because it was it was my it, it, there was no other <laughs> I, I I there was no other film like my my word for this year, Doug. Uh, you said yours was uh, repetition. Mine is is closure. You know, this year feels like we're getting the closure of a lot of character arcs and a lot of story arcs. Uh, I mean, Star Wars Episode Nine, Game of Thrones was god awful. It was it was the worst. Ooh. It's like it's like it's like how you you know it's a big middle finger to all of the fans. Um, you've got wow. and then and okay. then and then within that week within that week you then had Avengers Endgame, which which was the biggest fan service thing in the history of you know servicing fans. I have to agree with you on that, Lachlan, actually. No, I do. I, I do remember, actually, and this is a bit of a tangent, but watching the, uh, the final episode of Game of Thrones, being so angry that I went and actually built sock puppets and reenacted the way I wanted it to end. And look, I'm not to put tickets yeah. on myself. It was far better. Me doing all the acting, all the music, all the special effects for sock puppets. That, to me, was more entertaining and, and more rewarding. You're meant to use new socks, not use socks, yeah, buddy. wow. It was a very smelly ending that you created. I'd like to say it's sexy, but you know, each um, to their own. Do you do you know though they did actually record an end? They recorded an alternate ending. There is an alternate ending for Game of Thrones because one of um, the guy who plays Tormund, it was like, yeah, no, we you know we recorded this thing, and and now the internet's going <laughs> show us because it's got to be better. It's like <laughs> it was like um, to me, it was more of a, and, and I, I think both of you know how angry I was with the How I Met Your Mother season mm-hmm. nine ending. Uh, Doug, we've had, we, I know we've had this talk, but it's it. it I was so angry it's because tragic. it was li- it was literally like no. Go stuff yourselves. And this Game of Thrones, the, the weird thing is they got, uh, and I'm, I'm sort of, because we've covered Avengers Endgame, now I just want to rant about closing such an amazing series what? on such a disappointing ending. They kind it's, of are <laughs> films, really, when you think about it. Like yeah, the, they, the, they well, are. They're, they're cinematic. Yeah, they're cinematic. They're more cinematic than a lot of cinema that I've, I've exactly, you know, seen yeah. this year. Um, <laughs> but it, it, the, uh, the name of the guy who was the guy who taught, um, Aya, how to do the face thing. They got him in, in full costume. They brought him onto set so the paparazzi could actually take photos of him entering so it would throw everyone off. My thing is, put him in the ending. It would make yeah. sense to have him in it the ending. Be- <laughs> <laughs> like, don't just do it for, oh, paparazzi. Put him in. Put I him in. I was really... Really disappointing because I actually really, and some people didn't like it, but I love the battle for Winterfeld. I thought that was probably yep. one of the best. Even the the ending as well with um, Arya Stark, how she's like, I just thought, man, that just, that's what the last episode needed to be, if that makes sense. Like that to me, because 
people did die, and you knew people were going to die. Sean Bean died, yeah. Yes, it was. It was a, the whole. The whole sort of. It was. It was about that point that I went. Yeah, we're in trouble because they haven't wrapped up half the stuff they said they were going to wrap up. Um, I, look back to Avengers Endgame though. Uh, Endgame for me, I I was smiling the entire way through. Um, not, not because it was a funny film because there was definitely things you don't laugh at in that film, but the, the me who was sitting there in Iron Man and watching, well, even earlier in animated Spider-Man and watching those cartoons on a Saturday morning and going, wow, this is so cool. It, it captured that feeling of just awe and that, and, and the moment that you heard, you know, that crackle and the on your left, like that, that to me, like yes. I got goosebumps uh, and I just started yep, yep, yep. And, oh, and not to mention, like there are so many awesome moments of cinema, like the moment when, when Mjolnir <clears throat> just hit, you know, comes flying back into his hand. I am literally going to go and watch Avengers Endgame now <laughs> just because there's so many, there's so many of those little moments, but that's what I mean is like, it, it wasn't just, um. It wasn't just a movie. It was like an end chapter to something that had been going on for 10 years. And it really, it it, it actually proves how terrible uh, DC and Warner Brothers have gotten it with their trying to build the universe. They really failed at it terribly. And I'm using that segue of negative emotion because I want to come to John and I want to ask him a little bit of a different question. I want to ask you what your least favorite movie is because you're too much of an optimist. I want to hear- what your least favourite movie is. Thanks, man. I appreciate that because I do actually have a bone to pick. So I love Excellent. John Favreau. I really do. I think he did some amazing work. But this year, he literally reached into my heart, like reached into my chest, pulled out my heart, took it to the back, pulled his pants down, uh, <laughs> made a, ate some Indian food and then- to, Gave him a right old spanking. And, you know, um, did a pollock on my heart. Like that's, it was just, oh my gosh. And of course I'm talking about Lion King. I don't know if anyone else saw it. Um, <laughs> my childhood, just, I just sat there and I just felt so sorry for, you know, 10 year old me. I went in all like bright eyed and like, yes, I'm just going to get so nostalgic. And I, I wanted to vomit. I really did. I felt sick. I wanted to be violent. Um, I had to check myself into rehab and they're like, oh, you went to the new Lion King, didn't you? I'm like, yes. And like room three, there's a whole bunch of you down here. <laughs> so, yeah, right next to was, the Aladdin um, room. Yeah, next to the Aladdin room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's start a hate on, let's start a hate on, on live action animated Disney movies, because what is the use? There's no point. And the biggest, no. and we're kind of t- talking about this before about CGI and all that kind of stuff. The CGI was very good, but you know what? I felt nothing from the characters and I, no. cause it was just too real. And a big like animation and fundamental is you, uh, you squish and you squash and you, you make these really big expressive things with you the have characters animated faces. Facial features. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. They, were, uh, they weren't, they weren't a real lion. They weren't a real no. uh, toucan. Is it a toucan? Is Zazu a toucan? I don't care. But like you had humanistic features. It was anthropomorphic in the cartoons. You felt something for them. Exactly. You could see yourself in those characters. But with this- It worked for the Jungle Book, but it didn't work for this. Yeah. Have you seen- Have you seen- There is an artist artist on uh, Instagram called L.E.J. Art, and she's gone through and taken key scenes- and reanimated them so that they look like the cartoon, but just in in the real life film. And it yeah. looks amazing. They look incredible. Right. 
L-E-J what art on Instagram. Okay, I'm going to go look that up and just cleanse my palate after yeah. just being you, so violently vomited at. And I honestly don't think they, they even tried. Like, I don't no. think they even tried to create anything new in it. They didn't cr- try to create, like, a different viewpoint or a different theme. And it was just, like, if you're going to reboot something, reboot it. Be imaginative with it. Like, jump away from the norm because that's what it's about. Like, it's about creating something new out of what you have. Is, is That's my theory anyway, you know. What do I know? I just sit here on a podcast and talk to my friends. <laughs> I agree with all your points, Doug. So there you go. You've. You, I'm glad I found someone that shares my hatred for for live oh, action dude, Disney you know, remakes. And we can just. You know, I love to hate. Yeah, it. we can just sit here and just <laughs> jerk each other off about it, like the Beatles did back in the old days before porn. Did, and um, did, did they? No, thank you. Is that a thing? I don't. That's I don't a story. Know that's a yeah. Thing. No, you. How do you not know this? Oh my gosh! Like That's, there's audio. Do you know what? I, no. Do you know what? I don't need to know it. Was it John Lennon discussing this? No, it was Paul McCarthy. I think it was like, it was oh Paul. yes, we all sat in a room together before we had porn, so we just yelled out attractive women's yeah. names. <laughs> it was- yeah, in the darkness, and yeah, we'd be all popping off. Okay, I don't know I'm- who started it, but we all just got into it. I don't know why. Uh, John, John took it too far and started screaming and spanking himself. Uh, I don't know about the spanking part, but. <laughs> Lachlan's, knows, Lachlan's lost for words I'm going to chalk that up to uh, things I didn't need to know tonight I don't know, I think it adds a little bit of magic to the Beatles <laughs> Yeah, come together <sighs> right oh. now Right now Over, Over me, me. love I must say I'm, look, actually, I, I'm a huge Beatles fan I love I Me hate, too, I love I hate the Disney, I hate the Disney uh, live action However, yeah. however the Mulan trailer that they they dropped looks phenomenal and it does exactly what you have. I don't know if you've seen it, gents, but it does exactly what you were just saying, Doug. It's it it adds a cultural perspective that wasn't there in the original. It twists the story, it adds so many other layers and changes what needs to be changed while still keeping some of those key scenes that you remember. Like it, there's a scene in the trailer where they're training and, and all these guys just drop all their weapons, you know, clumsily and the arrow fires in the ground. And that's a scene from the original. And yeah. the, there's an orchestral, like, you know, we'll make a man out of you in the background. And it's like amazing. So hopefully I got high hat. Yeah. Yeah, I got high hopes for that. High hopes. I I got to admit, Lachlan, I didn't watch it specifically because of my 2019 with live action Disney movies, but I will go back and give it a watch. But what I would like to do now um, is I would like to bring ourselves into the future a little bit. 2020. um, Oh, did I tell you guys I'm not going to need glasses next year? Oh, really? Oh, good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Getting new eyes from the black market? Because I will have 2020 vision. Oh, oh, God. We fell for that. We both fell for that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even put it in there naturally. Like, that's that's how much of a dad joke it is. I was just forcing it there right then and there. You've just leveled up to, like, dad jokes right there, man. You're, like, now grandmaster. The power, it's like there can be only one. It's like Highlander. I can feel, like... A dad somewhere has just lost the ability to to have a humour, <laughs> and I've gained it. Oh. It's it's powerful and strong within me. Um, so tonight we're not doing any pitches. We're we're doing. We're not even. We're taking. We're just. We're just going to take a ride in the elevator. We're going to s- just stop on every floor. Ding 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 ding. I reckon we we have uh, 
awards for films that haven't even come out yet. I think that we'll do yeah. that. Um, and because we're jumping in the elevator tonight, gentlemen, um, and I, I'm not going to take credit for this. I believe this is this is Lachlan's term. Lachlan, what should we call our awards? You know what? I knew this was going to come to this. Uh, the premature dingers. We're going to call them the, the, the premature, premature dingers. dingers. Or yeah. the dingies, oh, for sure. So the dingies. I, look, the, I like the dingies, dingies more. <laughs> um, we'll call them the dingies. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're you know, because we're prematurely giving and awarding these films a title that perhaps they will not deserve once we see these title films. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I knew that. You, I knew I could have scripted this. Gentlemen, come with me as we jump into our award-winning elevator with its red carpets, its gold-plated Oscar buttons, and uh, Cameron Crowe sitting in the corner wishing he had one. Uh, mm. And we're going to stop at each floor, and we're going to have our premature dingers, dingies for short. <laughs> First dinger I would like to start with, if... Um, Lachlan, you'll notice that there's in the corner there's a bunch of envelopes. If you'll pass me the first one, please. And here we are. <laughs> here we are, sir. The first envelope. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this is for the award of the film most likely to like whatever, man. I mean, totally. Wow. <laughs> Dude, sorry. What were we talking about? And you the really winner narrowed is- it down, Doug. <laughs> I wonder what it will be. Mulan, Mulan, Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted face the future. Now, I am looking forward to this film. I am so excited because I was a huge fan of the original films. And in the the, the iconic words of Mugatu from Zoolander, Keanu Reeves, he's so hot right now. Mm. This movie is going to be awesome. I mean, well, I think this movie is going to be awesome. I I just think that it's going to be great nostalgia. Um, it's, it's got some really cool actors in it as well. So I've been looking at the cast list and like, we've got, we've got, um, some really like, uh, good character actors in there. I find Jama James, uh, Jama Mays. She was from Glee. Um, and I actually really like her. She's the redhead that was like dating the guy that was from Glee. I don't know Glee. I just like saying Glee really. Um, Kristen Schaal is, is one of my favorite uh, actresses. Uh, she was the crazy stalker from, the Flight of the Concords TV show. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Gillian Bell, who is another very, very funny lady. Um, all these really great comedic actresses, um, and obviously a lot more people in there too. They're bringing Death back, who was totally my favourite in the original um, movies. Do you, do you guys like the original movies? Do you find them? Yeah, I love them. I, I do, man, yeah. very much. Poor Keanu kind of got uh, typecast a little bit as the stoner kid yeah. as a result of that. But um, mm. he's really good in it, man, like it, retrospectively. And so is, and I feel terrible because he's not as famous as everyone. Is it Alec? <laughs> Alex Winter. Um, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. He, and he was, I found him to be the funnier one in the original movies, to be honest. I did really like latch onto his character. I love what I love about this movie as well is it's it is a low budget film like it's it's a bit of an indie comedy film um and it's actually a continuation of the same story so it's it's Bill and Ted they're now 50 bloody years old and they still <laughs> haven't made that hit that's going to unite the world and bring peace to our world I think Lachlan I have another envelope we've reached another floor mm-hmm. I'm going to pass this envelope to you 
If you'd you care sir. to open it, please. Thank and you, this a is better for, drum world than what yes, I did. Uh, this is for an uh, animated film that I will be crying through all the way to the end. And uh, the uh, the nominees for this category are Onward. Could literally uh, be one, anything. <laughs> the, one and, the one and only Ivan and Vivo. Uh, and the winner of this category is Onward. Onward is going to be the film that I cry all the way through from start to finish while also laughing. Uh, Onward just seems to be everything that Pixar has been building to. I love... uh, So the basic premise, if you don't know anything about it, is that uh, two guys, trolls, uh, played by Chris Pratt and... um, Oh, my God. Tom Holland. Tom Holland as brothers. Wonderful casting. Um, They essentially find a staff that can... Is bequeathed to them from their father who has passed away and he gives them the gift of 24 hours visitation. If they can cast the spell but the problem is the spell only half goes off so they only half bring their father back up all the way up to the waist so he's just a pair of pants and shoes (laughs) and uh, they've got to go on a quest to try and bring the rest of him back it looks funny it looks like they've uh tried to do a lot of those wonderful pixar jokes that they do uh but it will no doubt have a lot of heart I, i will i will correct you on one thing there because i don't believe it's a pixar movie I believe it's just a straight it? Disney movie. Oh, just a Disney. Correct? Oh, well then. Yeah, oh, then, yeah. Well, Pixar's then I doing am, Soul. That's right. Yeah. Well, and I was wondering why that was. Okay, well, you know, um, I feel silly. Still because, stands. But, but at the same like, time, uh, still, still stands. It's still, it's still, everything still stands. But yes, yeah. it's not a Pixar film. It's, but it is, it, it's got that very much um, Disney Pixar feel. Like, I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. It feels like that. But honorable mention here, because I didn't know about this until I started looking at this, Vivo. Vivo is going to be a musical from Sony Animation, but all of the songs are done by Lin Man- Lin-Manuel Miranda, who, uh, Mary Poppins, Hamilton, uh, all of the yeah. songs, completely original. And that seems like it's going to so be really right cool. Now. But there's... Oh, so hot right now. Uh, John, John, here's yours. Why is it wet? Oh. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> there's a funny story behind that Don't ask, that I will share with you later. Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to lose our time slot and our liquor license if I tell you why. But uh, <laughs> look, if we would just uh, just open this off and just dry it off here. Um, I've got um, my thing is a uh, movie with a kick-ass old man, um, oh, which, God. you know, everyone loves. Of course, of course. <laughs> No, you know what? It's going to take you by surprise. Harrison Ford's not. Oh, wait. It's not going to take me by surprise at all. (laughs) No, it's not. Believe it or not, it's not quite a Harrison Ford movie. It's The Kingsman with uh, Ralph Fiennes, who is just in everything next year. He is so hot right now. What's he wearing? I don't know. I did not expect Uh, that. (laughs) Kingsman. I I didn't like the second one. I feel the third one, they're going back to the original formula that that seemed to really work for the first one, but just completely redoing the uh, the whole setting, setting it back by what looks, I'm guessing, like the early 1900s, World War One-ish, because um, they're talking about uh, inventing the parachute and jumping out of planes. But um, I think it's right. I, I love the Kingsman, uh, I guess, franchise. Is it a franchise now when you do three films? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, the, the, just to, to let you know as well, they are doing the prequel, and then directly after the prequel, they're they're filming the third film in the trilogy with Eggsy and um, Colin Firth's character. Oh, good, good. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, man. I've seen the the two trailers. Everyone that's in it is great. I mean, as mentioned prior, we've got um, Ralph Fiennes, we've got Charles Dance, uh, Matthew. Is it Goody or Good or Good? Good, good. good? Just he's good. He's not great. He's just good. Um, <laughs> good. G- 
Gemma Artenon? Arten? Arten? Sorry, I didn't want to sound like I had a stutter, but I, um, <laughs> you know what? She's had a bad She's really run. good too. I really love her. Mm. I love her, but she's been in a few bad, like Prince of Persia was a she, bit, uh, and yeah. Clash of the Titans, uh, Quantum of Solace, uh, I just, I really hope she, I think she's a fantastic actress and I really hope this is the one that sort of poop, pops her up yeah. a little bit. And so, yeah, that's that's my yeah. pick. But an ordinary mention to Old Men Kicking Ass, uh, The Call of the Wild looks awful. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yep. I, um, Harrison, what are you doing? Baby, I expected more of you. You upsets me about this and we're going back to CGI. There's a running theme here. It's a dog, a real life dog could play that part. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer. Yeah. I know. But um, no. <laughs> the less Harrison for me, the better. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Another conversation for another time. He's... His gruff, grisly exterior is working for me, but the CGI dog is putting me off. So I don't know. It's a, so they have a, a fully CGI dog, but a bad CGI dog. It's a very bad CGI dog. I don't understand it. With everything else that they've done, why? Why is that the best you can do? I, it doesn't. It boggles my mind. I just. I have this funny image of Harrison Ford making this movie as well because he just doesn't <laughs> seem like the sort of guy that would get along board acting to like a little ball on a stick. <laughs> just sitting in there being a grumpy old man like, well, what do you mean? I got to act towards the ball. And I'm like, y- yes, Mr. Harrison, just act towards the ball. Oh, God, I don't understand movies these days. Oh, <laughs> get me some scotch. Go, 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 go. All right, I'll do the scene. <laughs> and, and on that note, I am taking another envelope from our little yep. pile. This one is for the most uh, politics in space plus earthworms. The winner is June. Yeah. The 2020 version Mm. of Dune or June? June. I prefer June. I like June. But that's just Just me. Rolls off the tongue easier. Fantastic cast. Absolutely fantastic cast. You've got um, Oscar Isaac coming off of uh, all the Star Wars. You've so, got, hot right uh, <laughs> so hot right now. So hot right now. Jason Momoa is in it as well. Um, it, I just, I, this is a film that um, has been very, very hard to get made and wasn't very popular in the 1985 version that was made by David Lynch. And apparently he had a lot of problems with uh, producers and everything like that. So it was really like a very watered down version of his um, version of the film. Um, there's also another guy called Alex uh, Jodorowsky who tried to make it back in the day. And there's a really great document documentary about, his vision of that movie and he's a bit of a tripped out wacky character as well so this movie comes with a lot of history which i kind of deep dived into before i knew that there was going to be a new dune dune um so i'm really excited about it i think that now's the right time to make it i just hope that they um they get the version right of it and it is it's it's basically a political drama in space about spice about spices yeah yeah, change spice to oil and you've got like world politics, you know? It's um it's crazy. It's going to be directed by Dallas uh Dennis Villeneuve who directed yeah. Blade 2049. Uh, I just I can't wait. It's got Zendaya in it. It's got Dave Batista. It's got Batista Woo. in it. Josh Brolin, yeah. Stellan Skarsgård, ja- Javier Bardem, David Dasmalchain. It's just a great cast. Got to love the Josh. And and g- g- running back to Avengers Endgame, he was uh he was Thanos. So Yeah. 
Very cool. So that's uh, the winner of most op- most politics in space. Yes, uh, John. Um, this is another one. I, I think. I think. I think. I was. I was picking mine up, but this one. This one just. Oh, this is for me. I think it's yours. Yes, it's covered in red wine. I'm guessing that's yours. Well, amongst others. So yeah, red wine. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, let's just crack this bad boy open. Um, okay, cool. Uh, a movie that's really going to make me feel. Oh man. Family, right in the feels, man, right in the feels. Uh, And I'm talking about The Quiet Place Part 2. Did you guys see the first one? Were you fans? I I, I do. I do really like this movie. (laughs) It's, um, (laughs) no, I love it. I think it's a fantastic, uh, well, Quiet Place was a fantastic movie. Um, Mm. And such a really good use of of what could be very easily a gimmick, like that, that idea of like no sound and like, trying to keep quiet and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know how they're making two though. Yeah. Well, apparently it's, um, it picks up immediately where the last one took off. We're just jumping straight in. Um, we're going to explore maybe some origins and wow. things like that, uh, which is really cool. I, I did really love the first movie, man, for exactly that point. I mean, it's not a completely original premise because there was a film called Hush, which I thought was quite good about a, um, a mute, girl that was a mute lady, I should say, who was being stalked by a killer in the woods. Really, really liked that. And um, I, I believe a Buffy episode back in the day, which won, I forget which award. Dude, you, like huge Buffy nerd over here. The episode was called Hush. It had the uh, it had the creepiest men in it. It was like these guys with like skeletal faces and they had these big top hats. Uh, and uh, it was one of the first acting roles for um, the the actor that does all of the um, uh, monster action for um, mm. damn it, Guillermo del Toro. And yeah, I've forgotten the, the his guy, name now, but he's a brilliant guy. He plays Abe Sapien. He's in yeah. everything. Um, yeah. I'm going to look it up and I'll just randomly shout it out while we do our podcast. Okay, great. Um, but no, back to the quiet place. Uh, uh, John's back to direct it again. I'm so glad Jim from the office could take some time out to do another um Another <laughs> movie. Doug but Jones. Doug Jones is the Doug character. Jones. He's awesome. Yeah. Literally uh, your name, Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why How it's cool. How did you mess that up? Yeah. But no, I, I thought the first one was really good. Uh, set the premise and the rules really quickly, stylistically, really lovely. Um, can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah. And I can't well, wait to watch the uh, five minute breakdown on YouTube a couple of months after it. <laughs> Because I will not yeah, watch, that's a right. you don't watch horror movies. I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> so. Just cut loose one night, man. Just have a, you know, what do you drink? Cherry? Um, cream de month? Oh, coffee? Uh, yeah. Coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Creme de month? <laughs> have yourself a double shot and just sit down and just, you know, they're pretty right. good, man. Well, I'll, I'll probably need it after after this. Uh, okay, so my next this next category, I've got the envelope in my hand. Uh, this is film that I am interested in just solely because of the director, and it is even though I just said I don't like horrors. Last night in Soho, directed by mm. Edgar Wright. It's a psychological okay, I- thriller horror. It's yeah, haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard of it. No. Uh, Matt Smith is in it. Uh, int- I follow Edgar Wright on Instagram, and he's just been like putting some stuff up there about it. It doesn't look particularly interesting. Uh, the psychological thriller definitely doesn't appeal to me, but it's Edgar Wright, and I love everything he does. So I will give it a go. He's he a is one of those do. directors for he's me. So hot right now. So hot right now. Uh, I'll, I will go see anything. I won't 
look up anything. He's, him and Quentin Tarantino are kind of my two. Don't care. I'm just going to go watch. Um, yeah. Edgar's, for me, always always had a broader, unique sort yeah. of uh, style to film. Um, he really – I actually think he actually does a better job of Quentin Tarantino of remixing genres – and he does it really well. Really clever man, I think, and must have a huge knowledge of film. Um, you watch any interview with him, and he makes references to uh, movies I've never heard of. And he said, "Oh yeah, I really like the opening scene from this 1977's uh, Alfred Hitchcockian yep. drama. I took that shot, and that's." And you look up the movie and go, "Man, who else has seen this?" You <laughs> must just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yep. <laughs> He's one of those few directors who. At the moment, you feel you know exactly what this film looks like when it hits the cinema screen. You you know exactly why you're editing it to like why your editor is going to make some decisions. Like he's he's deciding the edits back in the storyboard. Whereas whereas I feel like a lot of directors go, here's some cool shots, and then they get to the edit room, and the editor's like, none of this is working for us. Like we can't put this together. Whereas every shot feels um, and I and I imagine that Wes Anderson I, I imagine Wes Anderson mm. is the same is that he, he knows he knows that at the end of it it's going to be on the cinema and the screen and this is what it's all going to look like so yeah but Edgar Wright I mean I know nothing about it apart from it's probably going to be about a last night in a place you know Soho called Soho uh, and it's Edgar Wright is directing it oh, these can I, can I just say these premature dingers have been uh, resplendent Yep. I have the envelope in my hand. This is one that's very close to me. This is the one I will most likely have to explain to my friend Braden seven times. Like, seriously, Braden, get it already. You watch the exact same film as me. Stop asking me questions. And the winner is. Do you feel like Doug was trying to reach out to someone there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was oddly specific, hey. <laughs> it was. Uh, the, the movie is Tenant. By um, my 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 lover, my confidant, my beautiful beautiful person, you know him as the creator of the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception, Christopher Nolan. You sexy bastard! You. We love you, Chris. Oh. Chris, we love you. We love you. you, Christopher Nolan. We love you so much. Interstellar. Can you think of a director that has been successful? There is not one movie that I dislike of his. But this is the thing is like, he is such a talented director, like, and he makes these big blockbusters that don't feel like blockbusters. They're not like mm. Hobbs mm. and Shaw. Like everything feels very packed with theme and, and thoughtfulness. And just to top it all off, not, not much is known about this movie, but it is um, reportedly about espionage, spies and time travel. I'm in. Like, you do oh. not have to sell me on anything else no. at all. Like, I've literally just, I, I, I've just had like a little, like, small death inside of me. It was like a tiny little orgasm. Um, the cast, I, I, the cast sounds fantastic. Even though I'm not a big fan of his, Robert Pattinson's in it. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, um, which she's everywhere right now. Like, she's yeah. so hot right now. Uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Kenneth Branagh, of course, Michael Caine, and John David Washington, um, who is just like- have you, Do you guys know who John David Washington is? No. I know all the Johns, yeah. Oh, you know all the he Johns. He is. Yeah. <laughs> you know all the Johns. There's a, like a group of Johns <laughs> yeah, that you just hang out with. We all get together. It's he fine. Was in, um, he was in- 
<laughs> he was in Black Klansman, and he um, he also oh, is in yeah. a show with The Rock called Ballers. He plays um, he plays a footy guy, a footy guy, an NFL guy uh, called uh, Ricky Jarrett in that show, and that's a good show too. Like that's yeah. actually really really good. But I mean, yeah, Black Klansman kind of put him on the map, like, uh, and obviously he's built his career moving forward from that. Um, he's going to apparently be the main character in the film. Robert Pattinson is apparently going to be playing like a little bit of a villain uh, sort of adversary type character. And I mean, if you combine Inception with Interstellar and time travel, I think this is what you get Tenet. And I'm just super, super excited about it. And I also know that I'm like going to be asked a million questions if I go see it with my friend, Braden. It's, it's hot. <laughs> oh, when it's we went oof. and seen- in, when we went and seen um, Inception for the first time, it was literally mm. like, yeah, but what's this? Where were they when that happened? What happened here? And I'm like, you just watched the same movie as me, dude. Just shut up. Um, I love not you, the movie to You're a very that. special person. It's not the movie to do that with. I'll take Braden that night, man. I'll give you a night off from the kids. You'll babysit? Yeah. You'll babysit. <laughs> 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 oh, oh dear! I, I've got mine. I've got mine. Sorry, Doug. It's 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 just jumping out. It's just jumping out. It's full of. It's actually covered in a slime. I was. I thought it was John's when I first got it, but no. This is actually mine. Uh, this is this is um, film that I am very much, very much hoping is awesome, uh, and it is the winner of this is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters oh. Afterlife. I am oh, so hoping. Yes. I'm so hoping that it is. It is. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I love the premise. I love that the idea is that uh, this family, um, Paul Rudd as the father. I mean, that's oh, Paul Rudd's like, so that's hot awesome. right now. But but Grace McKenna He's as so the, right now. Grace McKenna and uh, Finn uh, Wolfhard from Stranger Things. I yes. mean, two yeah. great, two great kid actors. Um, and they moved to Oklahoma, I think it is, and they realized that their grandfather was one of the original Ghostbusters. Super exciting. Um, I did not love Ghostbusters, the 2014 one. I did not love it. I liked it, did not love it. But this one yeah. I have high, high hopes for because, oh, man. Uh, and it's directed by Jason Jason Reitman. Reitman, who, yeah. Yep, Ivan, Ivan Reitman's, Reitman's son. son. So he literally grew up. It just seems <laughs> so appropriate, doesn't it? Like it just seems, yeah. it seems right. And not to say that there was nothing wrong. Well, there were lots of things wrong for the film of the the last Ghostbusters. Um, not to get into that whole thing, because that's a that's a podcast in itself, I think. Yeah. I will just say very quickly, because I feel like that movie gets a really bad rap, and it's not a bad film. What it is, is it is a film that didn't live up to very, very high expectations. Yeah. It's really hard. When you have this, yeah. um, prop- like this property or these things that fans grew up with and loved, you're not going to please everyone. But no. at the same time, you've got to treat that with a lot of respect because it's yeah. um, you're really playing with fire. <laughs> it's a similar yeah, yeah. similar and thing though is um, Men in Black. Like Men in Black International was same like, thing. Yeah, it, it's exactly the same thing. You can't just and people oh, go. Chris oh, Chris Hemsworth is having a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly right. The two, yeah, two that he's you know reboots he's been in. Like people go, oh, it's because of the full female cast. No, I I like all of those a- a- actresses. Yeah, very I, I very talented women, cast. incredibly but, talented. But but it just was the the story they told was lackluster. Like the the story yeah. that that um who directed that it was uh, Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Yep. Um, yeah. And I like Bridesmaids is up there in my top twenty films. Like I think Bridesmaids yeah. is excellent. 
different. Ghostbusters just didn't tell a different enough story for me. Yeah, it, it followed too many of the exact same plot points that it like have that have that cast and have them do something completely original. Don't have them fall into the same characters that were in the same film. Like they, they literally each one played one of those characters. You know, yeah. Mm. The only one that kind of fell away from those characters was. Uh, uh, the blonde one, and I, I do. Sorry, I've forgotten her name, but she's the very, very talented in SNL. She plays a really great Hillary. Oh Clinton. yeah, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. That's it, Kate McKinnon. Um, and uh, she was my favorite. She was a standout for me because she was so different to any of the other characters. But the other three of them were literally playing the same yeah, exactly. characters. Spen- yeah, yeah. Spen- uh, Spenkler and yeah, Ray. And, yeah, yeah, but I'm exactly. Right. I am very excited about this one, and I, I feel like it's good to have that like continuity in that familial gap and I think it's really cool that it's a story about family and it's Jason Reitman telling a story that his father told and I think that's going to have like a really cool emotional core to the film so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there yep so there's my that's my film I am secretly and not so secretly I guess excited about John and our building has run out of uh, 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 floors there's only one floor left John one dinger left you better make this one hell of a dinger Oh my gosh. Well, let's just say, let's just say, gentlemen, we've saved the best for last, I hope. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice um, this envelope is just a, it's got a big sponsor thing on it. It's really weird. It just says sponsored by tea. I, I guess it's something English. I don't know. And a whole bunch of other things. I think I see Heineken, Aston Martin, Amiga, uh, uh, Sony something. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a whole bunch on here. I can't read them all. But of course, I'm talking about uh, No Time to Die. Bond 25, which I think I love James Bond. I really, I've seen all of them. And I, like a lot of people, I think it's, I can't think of a, a film franchise that has lasted as long as James Bond. Can you guys think of anything that surpasses no, that? Not or? continuously like Bond. Like it's just, it's incredible. Um, it you, uh, is. Dr. It, no was what? 60, 62, I think. Something. Yeah. You know what? I'd yeah. have to double check that. Let me check that right now. But yeah, we're past fifty years easily, um, and they yeah. they feel so right for their times. Like it, they really fit in to the times that they were made. It's amazing. Like if you follow that that transition, and Craig being a more dark, mature Bond really fits with the the way that things have changed from when Pierce Brosnan was that sexy hunk of a man. Oh, um, Pierce, still oh, hot, Pierce. man. Piercing blue man, eyes, am I, I right? I don't know what I would, yeah. Well, did Pierce have blue eyes? I thought they were brown. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I was looking much. Um, but no, you're right, Doug. I've always felt they've been a, like a, they reflect the era. And if you watch them all, you can actually see the cinema trends as mm. you sort of, as they progress. And it's fantastic. Yep. Like it's a, a trip down memory lane. Um, I was sort of talking to Lachlan about it. And the, the only, I guess, um, thing I don't like so much about the Daniel Craig ones and I do love them but uh they're kind of trying to tell this whole overarching story um and it's uh, I get what they're trying to do like I I always say they're dark knighting it like they're just they're taking a character and they're they're grounding it making it grittier and I get grittier and trying to make a a whole overarching story but I always liked how they were every movie was like a little vignette everything wrapped up and you sort of smiled and there's kind of a, a, a wink and, you know, I mean, you even the character knew- Blowfield where he was jumping from film to film, it didn't really have like a flow through. It wasn't like a continuation no. of the story. Yeah. 
Um, and I miss Judy Dench. I don't know why. Nothing oh. against Ralph Fiennes, but I really did. I loved the um, the dynamic that she brought. And yes. Ralph's a very fine actor, but he just it just <laughs> isn't hitting it for me. I don't know what that it is. That was a good pun. Mm. Ralph was a very I- fine actor. That was good. I picked it up. <laughs> um, the, the only critical thing I could say, and I do love the Daniel Craig films, and I, I, I'm looking at this movie and I'm thinking this is going to be great, but- I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Daniel Craig's arc should have finished in Skyfall. It it made sense. It I made sense. Was, I was kind of hoping. I feel like it's time for a new James Bond and nothing against Daniel Craig. I'm sure this will be great. I'm going to go watch it. I'm just being a little bit reserved because um, he was very vocal about not doing any more. He was sort of like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, yeah. So I, I hope that doesn't it- affect his performance. And it will be interesting because they did have Denny Boyle on to do the film and then yeah. he dropped out due to, quote, unquote, creative differences. Mm. Um, and it's got Carrie, uh, Carrie F- I, I'm sorry, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, Fujinakawa? Mm-hmm. Carrie Fujinakawa um, as, the, as the director. What I really like is um, they brought Phoebe Waller-Bridge on from uh, Dirtbag uh, and Crashing Fleabag. to do- Fleabag, sorry, Dirtbag, Fleabag. Um <laughs> To do rewrites, and I think that's really cool because I think she is a very brilliant woman. Woman, and um, like you just have to watch Fleabag to 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 sense that about her writing. Um, and I really like that they've got a new double O agent, which is very exciting. Um, I will ad- I will admit that is the one actual aspect of it, and you sort of sort of we start to see it in the the Pierce era, and we've sort of caught up to it now. I do really like how the female characters now have a lot more depth to them, and they're not just some um, sort of cardboard cutout beautiful yeah. girl yeah. for, you know, Bond to bang at the end. Um, so I, I, it's, it's, it's yeah. nice that, you know, I, that these characters now have more depth than we've, we've moved past yeah. that, which I, again, reflection of cinema and, and where yeah. we are. And, and I like good. the it's way that, that Craig, cause in one of, um, in one of the interviews he was doing, they, they started saying like, Oh, how great is it that you have, you know, a female writer in Phoebe? And he goes, I'm going to stop you right there because, uh, her gender should have nothing to do with, you know, whatever story she's effing telling. She's a fantastic effing writer and you won't, yep. you yeah. won't be making it in. You won't be making the conversation about that make the conversation about how good of a writer she is. And it was Absolutely. like, that's, that's, that is a reflection of the world in which we, yeah. you know, in which we're, we're in and which is awesome. And it's fantastic. In the darker corners of the interwebs too, if you get on there, people are like kicking up some serious stink about there being a double O agent and her being a female. And then horrifically about her being black. And I, I like, I, I don't yeah. understand it. I don't it's understand the, it at all because it, it, it's like, the internet, though, man. It's the internet. Like it's just people have. It's the you internet, know, and it, yeah. But it and, is so and, and, frustrating and, 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 because and, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I yeah, get like, it. but it, but it's like she, like they're all going, well, she's never going to be my James Bond. Blah 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 blah. That's not the point. And these films, like we were talking about, these films grow with time. They're telling new stories, and I want to see differences in James Bond. I want to see something in there that's that, you know, isn't a repeat of the 90s movies or the 80s movies or the 70s movies because they're they're of their own time, you know? That's what makes so them I think so fresh, you know? It's what keeps absolutely. The, uh, the series alive and going. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, jump on and watch it. Um, oh, it's brilliant. got all the... It's beautifully shot, and that's the one thing I do love about James Bond is there are big action set pieces. Um, they're just big movies, and, and I And no matter love what, that when that them, theme song gets going, you can't help yourself. You're like... Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. 
That was beautiful, man. <laughs> how many times have we heard Bond, James Bond? And it doesn't matter how many times you hear it. You just go, man, that guy's cool. Man, you man. smile, man. <laughs> you still smile. I think every single time it's said, I have the exact same reaction, which is this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have me, I guess. Um, you didn't have to call me the next day. It's fine. <laughs> and he wouldn't call. You're a, you're a big spy. I get it. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> He's very busy. I understand that about it. He is. You know, I know what this is. He's saving the world. <laughs> this is a one night only thing, okay? We've got two mm, hours and then, and then it's over for a couple of years and then he might come back. He might be I different. I can change him. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> can change him. Do you think, John, John, do you think speculating about this film, do you think this is going to be the film that actually like says to the world that... Uh, that James Bond and 007 are not the same. Like, you know, you know how there's that theory where it's like, oh, James Bond is the code name and that it's mm. been passed on. Do you think this film might actually shed any light on that? I hope it doesn't. I kind of like the, the mystique. Cause there, the mystique. Yeah. Cause there's some people like, oh, that's all canon. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just, mm. you know, not everything has to be canon. Not everything has to make sense. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's a piece of I entertainment. Think Bond is, yeah, and Bond is one of those those um, those compilation of films that uh, suspension of disbelief is something that you have to jump on, yeah. jump into, and, and be readily available to. Um, quite like the Fast and the Furious <laughs> series, which another one's coming out next year. I just want to make a note of that, <sighs> and a children's <laughs> animated series about it too. On your recommendation <laughs> of watching Hobbs and Shaw, though, Doug, can I make an honorary note for like Hobbs and Shaw? was fantastic. I'm sorry, it was. man. I, I yes. watched that. It was just, but it was one of those movies that's like so terrible. It's so like full of cliches that I was just like, you know what? I'm on board. You can do whatever fun. you want. Yeah. I'm on Have board me. for these two hours. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. And I, the, the one thing that still gets me is the rock literally holding a helicopter <laughs> to know. a truck. With those yeah. massive biceps of his, <laughs> just human biceps, but massive yeah. biceps. He's the rock. And it, it's matter. like he literally just pulls the <laughs> helicopter in. You know what Hobbs and Shaw is? You know what those movies are? It is the Christmas party where there's free yeah. booze available and free food. And you're like, oh my gosh. You're not you going to say no. Yeah. You wake up the next day and go, what did I do? Yeah. But you had a fun there's time regrets. doing it. There's you regrets know? afterwards. But <laughs> yeah. Once the hangover, yeah. once the hangover's gone, you, you remember back fondly. Subsides. You go, you know what? Yeah. I do it again Absolutely. in a few weeks' time. You're like, you know, it all goes away, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. fun. Well, <laughs> my name hey, is John. This is Doug. This is Ryan, and I just wanted to say, this is the Never Showing. The never Showing. I believe they call this the Never Showing. Welcome to the Never Showing podcast. Please continue to listen. We do all our own stunts. Look, I, th I think if we get out of the elevator now and we climb the last flight of stairs, we could get up and we could get there just in time for some fireworks. How does that sound? Yeah, I'm there, man. Yeah. Okay. A bit of a romantic okay. moment between three bros, three gents. Yeah? Yeah. No homo. It's cool. Reflection time, buddy. <laughs> Reflection time. Keep your hands above the waist and everything will be okay. And <laughs> yeah. um, We're not going to Beatles this. We promise, Lachlan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Look, this, is, this is the perfect time to actually say, you know- this is a new year. We've kind of started doing this podcast towards the end of the year, um, but we're going to have a full year of this podcast next year. We want to try out different things. We want to do 
new things that we haven't done. Um, we're open to suggestions and we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you jump onto uh, anywhere that you're, you get this podcast, you should be able to leave a message for us on Anchor, anchor.fm as well. Um, and if you leave a video, if you leave an audio message for us, um, we can actually play it on the show as well, which is really cool. And we can respond to it and we can talk about it. Yeah, just send us anything that you've got. Like if you want to tell us about your cat, you know, I'm open. I want to hear about kitten. Sure. I love cats. Uh, okay. I, I, me too. Me too. Uh, any, sorry, Harrison Ford paraphernalia. Um, so send it my way. Locks of hair, uh, dry cleaning, uh, receipts, <laughs> okay. and I will send you $10. Oh, that Exactly. No matter what it is. $10. It's just $10 in flat <laughs> Flat rate. <laughs> You'll pay $10 for the postage of like $10 of coins. That's how it works. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, it's like the Silk Road. <laughs> <laughs> of Harrison Ford paraphernalia. Oh, Harrison God. Ford paraphernalia. <laughs> but jokes aside, thank you very much to everyone that listens to yeah. uh, my ramblings and these guys' very yes. intelligent, thank you so much. intellectual conversations. We um we appreciate all our listeners very much. And as Doug mentioned, please feel free to leave a review anywhere. If you have any notes for us, anything that you'd like us to do more of or anything you'd like us to do less of, uh, we're very open to, to feedback. So uh, if the Harrison Ford jokes are getting too old, I can move on to some Dennis Quaid. Um, who else is quite agey? Jeff Goldblum. Sean Connery's a little I'd, too. I'd vote for Go- Jeff. Goldblum. Okay, Goldblum. Maybe, you know what, 2020, year of Goldblum. It's happening. <laughs> Harrison, it's like been a, fun. I'm, I'm like a zodiac. You off. Yeah, it's a, it's a zodiac sign. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun these last you know couple of episodes, and and we just can't wait to get to know you guys better for you for you guys to get to know us a little bit better, and to hear from you guys because yeah, I echo the sentiments of my. Uh, other two compadre, compadres. Uh, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. We this is we want to know that you guys are listening. I think is the main thing. <laughs> are you out there? Who who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Wind, my um, only friend. <laughs> Hi, Oh, that was a that was a mighty boosh in uh, harmony. That, that was, was a nice. deep dive. That was, that was, was a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, you know, farewell, so long, Arrivederci, goodbye. Have a happy new year, actually, everyone. Yeah. Well, no matter what you're doing, um, hope you're doing something that you love. Oh, that was very sweet, John. Absolutely. Thanks, man. I have some Bye. sentimental moments. Bye. <laughs>